Many of us think that university is the only route to success. There are many paths in this life that people take and become successful in. The journey to this success is far more rewarding. Things like money, status, career stability, these are all byproducts of this so-called success. In the After School Club with School Wiz, hosted by me, Madhusar Iqbal, we discuss with different people about their career journey, their educational experience, their highs and lows, and how they rose from turbulent times. Many of us have gone through hard times, such as what we've experienced over the last couple of years, where many of us have lost loved ones, have been through severe illnesses, severe setbacks, such as losing your job, losing your house, losing your status and your wealth. And it is inevitable that our children or their children, they will also face hard times or even harder times. But it's the hard times that bring out the best in people. It is what makes sacrifice worth it. It is what allows people to appreciate what they've built and been through. In this first episode, I discussed with my brother Gummer about his highs and lows, how he broke down misconceptions of what your typical immigrant Asian child should be doing with their career path, parents wanting their children to be doctors or dentists, if they can't be that, then optometrists or pharmacists will do, if not, then be an accountant, if not, then at least please go to university. However, my brother became an engineering apprentice, broke down many barriers, and is working for a multi-billion dollar turnover luxury car company. This is his journey, so welcome to the After School Club with School Wiz, and I'm your host, Mother Sarikbal. But before we get started, there are a couple of things that I want to mention. So you can down, download our NoG Mathematics app for free on the Google Play Store. So we are hoping soon, which has been quite a while, that Apple will put it onto their App Store. Uh, so this is a free maths learning app. It's got over 1,000 questions for both GCSE and A-levels. Uh, your child can track their progress, can see, you know, just get a bit of a taster of where they are struggling or what they need to work on. It's also suitable for younger children as well, so those in year 7, 8 and 9, uh, they can also practice and prepare for their GCSEs. Um, and then we've also got the GCSE Math StudyWise package. So this is $14.99 for the whole year. And this is a limited time offer. So £14.99 for the whole year. You will get over 10,000 questions. You will also get worked examples and video walkthroughs for each topic to explain what the topic is about. And this you can download from our SchoolWiz portal. Uh, you can purchase it from there. So for $14.99 for the whole year, for all of that, that's a limited time offer. So, hurry up, because let's get the show started. Uh, cool. So thanks, Gummer, for joining the podcast. 
so actually before this we did have a bit uh, an internet cutout so uh might sound a bit rehearsed uh so Dela, he's my brother a uh, younger brother and you know he's someone that's done really well in his career uh, and took a different route to what many people may take which is down the apprenticeship route and that's something that's becoming a lot more popular uh with you know increasing tuition fees uh and that you know apprenticeships are a really good way to support uh you know uh, a child to develop uh in their career and then also you know there are options to go into further education uh so come uh, tell us a bit about yourself on how uh, you started in your apprenticeship uh yes yeah, so i'm um i'm 28 um and i did an apprenticeship with jaguar lad rover um and i've been there for nearly 9 years now so my apprenticeship was 4 years long um so i've been qualified for um four and a half five years now um and it wasn't really something that i planned to do it was something that sort of uh, that i fell into um so it was sort of, sort of something that came by chance but after a bit of research and digging it was something that i realized that okay this is something i can you know move with and progress with um so yeah that's where we are today yeah so before before going into your apprenticeship what options in terms of career were you thinking of i was actually thinking going down the route of science and dentistry to be specific um I, again it was because um i did the um sciences at a level um and i enjoyed the sciences it was it wasn't something i was pressured into it was something yeah. i enjoyed um but then i did a few placements throughout work experience and things like that so i got a, a relationship with dentists in the area and that sort of field so it's something that i um, wanted to pursue however i think um for whatever reason um and i i i just find I, i struggled with those subjects um and i don't think it was through a lack of trying i do think it was that they just didn't sit very well with me um mm. so then that's when um after many disappointments on results days um i i i dreaded the stays to be honest um, mm. and i'm not afraid to say it now i i was back then but i'm not afraid to say now that i, I didn't do very well yeah. but i dreaded those days um but yeah and then after after a few disappointments it was time that I had to step back reevaluate and think what's um what's best and what I can do going forward right okay so in in terms of like your disappointments you know obviously um you know it's something that a parent doesn't want the child to go through uh but in terms of going through the disappointments what did what good did it do for you I think that the biggest lesson that I can take away is to I was more focused on disappointing others. Mm. I was more focused on what um you know what if, if I if I got bad grades and you know what effect could that have on my parents how would they feel but whereas what it should be is like if I, how would it make me feel and what I can do to better myself so I think um yeah the one bit of advice and one I can take away from that is not to be focused and worried and folk uh, yeah and folk on all the people yeah basically what other people think yeah uh, and um, yeah I think if you have that approach in life you're never going to do you're never going to be true to yourself and you're never going to have yourself up um, yeah. your best interests 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's like one of the, the biggest hurdles with anything. Like, uh, you know, I, I kind of relate to it now. So like since the pandemic and stuff, it was, you know, where I started, you know, going down the tutoring stuff uh, really seriously. And, you know, there were like people that sort of look down on it and say, oh, you know, you're just doing tutoring that. Like, can't you get a, can't you go back into engineering? But it's, it's just been difficult to get a job. Uh, but the thing is that, you know, uh, I've now found that I really enjoy this, you know, just helping out students, you know, designing something that's effective for them. Uh, and it's, it's been producing results. And when, you know, there are times when you do, you, you must have felt like, uh, you know, what are people going to say? You know, what am I going to do? Uh, you know, this is my future as well. So, you know, were, were there like points where you just thought like, there's no options? Yeah, a, a lot. There were a lot of times like that. And um, thankfully, I was surrounded by friends who were doing well as well. So it, it was, it, I wasn't in wrong crowds or anything. Um, you know, I had one of my best friends. He was A's and A stars every time. And what we do every results day. And, you know, um, he was a really, really good friend throughout that time because every results day, rather than, we'll all open it together in the school hall or college hall, whatever. We'd go find a park, find a bench and open our results together. And it would always be that he's there with his A's and A stars and I'm there on the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, so it was a constant, like, I, was, I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. I was with these people around me who were acing their results and stuff and I was putting downers on their results. And then I also felt like I wasn't good enough or I wasn't, you know, in the same bracket as them. Um, and obviously, like, my siblings, yourself, um, cousins have all gone to university and get degrees and everything. And I felt like I wasn't matching up to those expectations because I was mm-hmm. constantly thinking, what would other people think? We'll think, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, there were a lot of points where I was just very low and um, I didn't know how to pick myself up. Yeah. So... So in, coming on to the apprenticeship, like, w- was there something like career guidance from sixth form or whatever, or from the high school that told you about apprenticeships? Unfortunately not. And um, I hope this has changed um, because I think it is uh, an option that needs to be you know, considered. Um, but when, when I was going through my time at school and college, um, not once was apprenticeships mentioned by tutors or career fairs and everything like that it was just universities that would come and attend these career fairs um so yeah when i um got my final a level results i obviously realized that it's the path that i wanted that i thought i was going to do won't be feasible hmm. um so that, that was dentistry my, yeah uh, which was dentistry. Yeah. yeah um and then i was given options of you know going to do biomedicine or um, other access courses but my heart wasn't in it anymore um, I don't know if it was because I got knocked down so many times I couldn't get back up again or it was something telling me that it's not the right thing to do maybe a mixture of things um, but then it was actually yourself who mentioned apprenticeships and again I had that um, perspective of what's an apprenticeship why do I want to do that I want to go to university I want to get a degree x y and z um, so then at the time, my only option was to take a year out and that was the best thing I ever did. Um, I think school education work aside that year out really helped me 
reevaluate where I am, what I want, where I've been, where I am now, and what I want to do. Um, mm. It was it was a year that I could do stuff for myself. Yeah, and, and it's sort of let let you slow down as well, rather yeah, than, it was... than rushing into making a decision and doing stuff like biomedicine and being like, you absolutely hate it. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was I could take myself out of that situation, and I could um, do something for myself. Yeah, and gain, gain some clarity. Yeah. And I mean, I, d- I didn't travel. It wasn't a typical gap year. Um, yeah, I just wanted to work on myself. So um, I'm quite. I think I'm quite an independent person. Hmm. from a young age or whatever I've always had my own yeah. I've always wanted to have my own money and make my own way and stuff so I, I got a part-time job at a supermarket hmm. uh, which you know I, I, mean, I had pocket money for myself um, and I, I started going to the gym um, I got into running and uh, I lost a fair bit of weight as well which was another milestone and achievement yeah. for me well, well, um, was that when you ran the marathon that year? Was it? Did you? Did yeah, you it, was, the... it was all in. It was, it was all in the in, in the gap year. Um, yeah, mm. I think it was what well. I'm actually sitting in front of my medals now. Yeah. I've, I've oh, cool. So, well, yeah, well, well, we won't tell them the story about me. Yeah, just just for our listeners. So, I did the marathon with my brother. But I had to drop out because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd done some ACL damage, uh, so some damage to my knee ligament, and yeah, I just couldn't run anymore to pull out. Uh, but yeah, I, I look back. Yeah, I look back and I think I, I can't, I can't do a marathon again. I don't think I want to. Uh, half yeah, marathon. Uh, yeah, half marathon was fun. I remember when we had the Huddersfield Hilly Marathon. That one yeah. I really, I yeah. really, really enjoyed. Um, but I, I think yeah. the York Marathon is. Once I got halfway, it was just like my kneecap was just like flaring up, and I yeah, just had to fight. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you know, super, super good effort from you. You know, you finished it. I mean, I mean that that year was was key in. I, th- I think that shaped me and molded me into the mentality that I've gotten. Now. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not perfect now. I'm still quite lazy, um, but I like to think I have that get up and go attitude, like that. The the whole losing weight and stuff like that. I would make little decisions, like rather than getting the bus to work, I'd walk to work. I was working five miles away, mm. so I'd walk, walk as long as I can, then get a short bus journey or whatever. But I remember that marathon that we did together, the the full marathon. I don't think I've ever told you this, but when I saw you pulling out and you was on the side of the road with the paramedics and stuff. That was when it clicked in me that I have to do this. Like I have to keep on going, not only for you, but for myself, mm. to say that I achieved this. Mm. And, you know, out of someone's um, downfall, we've actually achieved something together because we were training together, we were running mm. together. Yeah, and yeah. I felt like it was, a, it was a responsibility that I had to go and do. And the fact that I did do it, it was, um, it was it, then it molded. That sort of mentality in my head that if I can do that, then um, anything is possible. But that, uh, yeah, that on a whole, that year was massive for me. It meant yeah. that I had money and I had my own independence. Yeah, I mean, it's like even even for me as well. And I think this goes back to our relationship. Even though we've had our fights and things like that yeah. when we were young, and you know, even when we were older, over yeah, monopoly. Now, yeah, over monopoly. 
<laughs> That's for a different podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, well, yeah, let's not go there. But um, it's, you know, doing things like running together, you know, just doing some activity together when we were younger. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, even though, we, you know, you're living quite far away, we don't see each other as often, but there's still that bond. There's still that respect for each mm-hmm. other. And you don't, like, we can just do something like this, you know, talk to each other. Um, so you know it's 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 really good, and I think as well, like uh, you know, the fact that you mentioned that it was it was me who mentioned you know, oh, look at an apprenticeship, and you know, I remember we went to roll the Rolls Royce one because at that time I was doing my internship, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and you know, we went to that apprenticeship evening and we we're looking around and. You know, there, there was that guy in yeah. the, uh, that turbines engineer said, oh, yeah, I was going to be a dentist, but then I became an apprentice. And you were like, oh, that sounds like me. Yeah. Um, you know, you had the Rolls-Royce interview. You didn't get it. But then you got a Jaguar Land Rover, which, which you got. And, you know, you've got lots of experience in terms of, you know, just having setbacks, but still moving forward. And I think that's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's resilience, which, which a lot of people require nowadays. So I think in this day and age, especially because things can be so competitive now, and mm. things are so volatile. Obviously, you've got the pandemic and then you've got the economy and then you've got so many other factors that can change overnight. Mm. Um, so I think yeah it, it's it's difficult it was difficult back then and I, and it's probably more difficult now but um i think we we all need to have that sort of thing that makes us stand out or something that we can um talk about because from my experience with employers they're not too bothered about what you did at school or um who your teacher was or anything like that they're more into focused on the experience i'm going to say experience i mean life experience Mm. Um, so I don't think in any of my interviews I ever got asked why did I get why did I fail that subject or why did I get this grade it was more of a what have you learned from it um, yeah. so yeah I think um, we, we're we all going to have our ups and downs but I think it's how we get up from it and what we learn from it and what we can take from it to move forward yeah no exa- exactly so you know obviously when you uh, got your Jaguar Land Rover uh, interview, uh, you know, and then you became an apprentice. What was it like being an apprentice? Because many people think, oh, it's, it's just some grease monkey in a garage with a bucket collecting oil. Mm. And, you know, you know, you will be, you heard it. I remember people would like sort of say snide comments like, oh, you know, you, you, you're just going to be all dirty and it's like a mechanic job. But, you know, tell us a bit about that, like, you know, uh, enlighten us on that. So my journey, so I applied for the apprenticeship and it was basically like, it was very similar to why I imagine a university application or something like that would be like, because you have your online application where you submit a CV, you answer some questions about yourself um, and then you do a psychometric test as well. So which all about problem solving and um, following patterns um, and then um, I got the interview and then that was an assessment center so we do like a group exercise uh, a one-to-one interview um, you redo a psychometric test and then you have a 
practical test. Um, and I remember coming out of that interview, you actually dropped me off and picked me up as well. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I did then? I went to the Air Museum. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you, 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 you guys went bowl, bowling, was it, or something, and then looked at some houses? I think so, yeah, because I... I, I yeah. yeah, so yeah, I, I, I went to the Frank Whittle Air Museum, which was, at the time, was really cool. Uh, yeah, because I, I was studying aeronautical engineering, so I was like, wow, planes. Yeah, because um, the company set up like a Facebook group, so we could get to know all the other interviewees beforehand and stuff. Um, so yeah, after the assessment centre, I, I thought that I didn't... Oh, so, so, so the Facebook group was before you had been accepted? Or was it after? It might have been after. I think it's about mm. sure I knew people beforehand. Oh, okay. It yeah. might, might be after. Yeah, be, yeah probably been after because I think you, to do it before is a bit. Yeah, I don't, don't. I don't know if they're allowed to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, no, no. So, sorry, we went bowling after we got accepted. Yeah. And um, I found some housemates. Um. Yeah. And it came back to assessment. And yeah, I, I didn't think I got it. I just thought, okay, another interview done. On to the next one, sort of. Yeah. And that, and that was a mentality I had. I don't know if it was a good or bad mentality, but it was sort of like, it was a conveyor belt mentality. Like, I've done one interview, I've done one task, on to the next one. Mm. And whatever will be, will be. I don't know if that's a good or bad mentality. I reckon it has its pros and cons. Mm, but um, I, I mean, it's, it's more like um, your... Because a lot of these multi-stage interviews, they're set to see if the candidate can do tasks. Mm-hmm. You know, if they can turn up consistently... Yeah. Uh, that it's not just okay one interview they're aced and then the second interview they're like okay they've already called me so now it can be really laid back like you've got to be on it i mean when i did my internship interview for rolls royce it was it was multi-stage interview and even in the multi-stage interviews you had multiple interviews so there would be like Uh one interview which was face to face you had to do a task and then you had to do an interview in a group as well so where they they've got like three or four yeah, candidates and they they're ask, they're asking them to solve a problem, and then you had a second day interview, which was then you know they they'd show you around a bit, uh, and even in those as well like they're asking you questions, uh, mm-hmm. and then there's other interviews where you know you're speaking to graduates that already in the program, and they're asking you things, uh, so you know you you've got two days where. You've got constant yeah, interviews exactly. with different people and it's like you can't be, oh yeah, with this person they were super, super duper good and then with this person they were rubbish. It's like it's got to be like 100%. You've got to you. be consistent, yeah. Yeah, you've got to be consistent. It's, um, it's, it's, it's intense hmm. because you put in different scenarios that way you're not usually yeah. in with. Like, I remember our group interview, it was, it was about six of us around the table and we had all been given um a different part of, of the same scenario and mm. um, so we all had to talk to each other about what's not what 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 did your piece of paper say and we had to put it into an order um, mm. and i think from there in an interview situation i don't think there's a, ever a right or wrong answer personally and from my experience it's always about how you answer the question how you carry yourself because your your answer might feel wrong to me but it'll be completely right to you. And it's how you justify that. And I, th- I think I think that's what they wanted to see, how you carry yourself. And like in a groove exercise, 
did you talk too much or did you talk not enough? Were you just on the sidelines? Mm. Were you waiting to be spoken to or did you take a lead? But was that lead, you know, was it constructive was it good? or were you, yeah, was you know, bulldozing over people? Um, so there's so many different things. I don't think there's ever a right or wrong um, situation in an interview. And I think that's uh, one thing to get your head around and understand before you go into an interview. Like there's never mm. a right or wrong. It's just you, you, you need to be consistent and um, convey yourself as a good person and as a as a, a you know a model employee sort of thing yeah um but yeah after that assessment center i didn't think i got it um and i think i remember i was waiting um i think no actually uh, after my um online application i was waiting months but after my into assessment center i got a call like a couple of days after <laughs> and i remember getting the call um and i just started crying yeah, where, 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 do you remember where you were? Yeah, I was at home. I was at home because um, it was actually on Good Friday. So JLR actually work on Good Friday and they have the follow Monday and Tuesday off. So I got a call on Good Friday. Um, so I was off. And then I think I was in bed or something. I was at home, definitely. And then, um, yeah, I just started crying. Came now, said, gave, gave Dad a big hug and stuff. And it was like a massive feeling, a massive weight had just been lifted off. Mm. It was like everything that I'd gone through over the past, every setback that I've had meant something. Yeah. There was a meaning behind it. Um, and it was almost like I've done this for myself, not anyone else. Because mm. at the end of the day, it's going to be your name on that exam paper. It's going to be your name on that results sheet. It's going to be your name on that pay slip. So mm. I think everything that you do has to be for yourself. And that's one thing that I felt like I didn't do enough of. Yeah. Um, I was always focused on other people. Um, but no, that 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 day, um, yeah, it was just like a massive weight had been lifted off and it was one yeah. of the best feelings because it was like, right, I can move forward now. I can I can look towards something and I can be excited about something. Yeah. No, I mean it's um, you know, so from from all of that, you know, being an apprentice, how would you how would how would you compare against graduates? Because you know, I, I you know when I was uh, working, there was always that apprentice group and graduates group. But I always try to, you know, learn from the apprentices as well. Because one thing I found that apprentices were good at, especially in engineering, was that they were really good with understanding how to machine things, how to make things. A lot of us graduates were just very theoretical, uh, so very good at making things like on paper looks very pretty, can write a whole essay. Uh, but in the practicality, I found with the apprentices, because they do a lot of machine shop work, Yeah, there was a lot, of, a lot of that. And, you know, that was something I tried to learn from the apprentices is, uh, you know, really respect them, myself being a graduate. Yes, I think, I think from um, my first few weeks, let's say, it was, I was, I, I felt like I was out of my depth. Um, mm. And because I had moved out of home, I had, you know, started renting a house with housemates and stuff. So I felt like there was no turning back sort of thing because mm. it wasn't just like I was still living at home. Um, I did feel out of my debt because one, I'd never worked. I was interested in cars. I, I've always liked cars, but I'd never actually owned one or worked on one before. Whereas other apprentices, you know, they've, um, they've cars have been their hobby. They've grown up, grown, grown up around them. So I had that knowledge. So I felt like I was out of my debt. However, when you're in the working environment as an apprentice, the 
I'd say a positive is that nothing is expected of you mm. in the early days because you're an apprentice. You're there to learn, not to not, not, not to, to make, dis- um, make decisions, not to make decisions, or um, you know, apply what you've learned. But as a graduate, you've sort of been there, done that, got the t-shirt, got the paper, um, so you're expected to know something. Although I know um, study and work is very different. I think there's still that expectation there. So I think yeah. maybe that's added pressure for graduates. Um, but as apprentices, yeah, we were literally taught and told that, you know, you don't know anything. We're starting you from the bottom sort of thing. And from a company's perspective, I think the reason why apprentices are very valuable is that that employer can mold you to how they want you to be. Mm. And they can start, they've got a clean slate and they can say, all right, okay, in four or five years time, we want you working on this project. We want you working, leading this. So we're going to give you this path, this secondment this time. We're going to put you on this placement and we're going to carry through that journey so you can be at this position in four or five years time. So I think as an employer, that's very beneficial to have an apprentice. Um, but yeah, I mean, my first few weeks, I was like, what am I doing here? Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it was, but I was also like, this is actually really new and exciting. Um, I'm the first person I know to do an apprenticeship. Let's try and make yeah. something of it sort of thing. I don't want to be the same as everyone else. Um, mm. Let's try and do something. Let's try and make something of it. So that was my first, um, you know, initial thoughts and feelings. As time went on, you get to know people. Um, you have, you have your, you know, your friendship groups and stuff like that. And because the first year we were in college full time, um, mm. and we'd go into onto the site um, on school holidays. Um, so we were learning theory before and then um going inside and applying it to real life as a like a drip feed we weren't fully thrown into it um, yes which just, I think is, it's uh, yeah slowly so, getting you used to yeah, to working and, that, and that's a format for any apprentice apprenticeship mm. whether you're working for a big company or a small company it's the same format you have yeah. to have the qualifications before you are you are thrown in yeah because because i think as well like now the the problem with with a lot of graduates is you know there's too many and the the key differentiator now is have they got any experience and a lot of people that graduate they won't their first job will be when you know they're like 22 23 years old whereas you know like yourself you worked at a supermarket Uh, i myself during college as well worked you know at a supermarket um you know and you know in holidays as well so when i was at university i was doing internships you know used to work at a place in burnley uh you know worked at uh you know down in derby as well uh, different places you know just making sure that during the summer i'm not idle um yep so yeah so i think it just froze again <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so yeah, so just making sure that in the summer, you know, uh, I'm not idle, you know, just and that's what I think, you know, when I got into a graduate scheme, uh, when when I got an internship, basically, they, that's what that was one of the key things that made me different to the other candidates that this guy's already been working, uh, you know, uh, and you know from doing the internship straight after it, you know, they kept me on even longer. Uh, and they they offered me a job straight away, uh, you know. So I didn't have to yeah, worry about interviews in my final year. 
applying for places. And, you know, a lot, a lot of students will say now I'm too busy or like the idea or the idea of a gap year would be to travel, which okay. can be good. But is it just to travel for your own self or, you know, wouldn't it be better to work or get some experience for your own self? Uh, I, th I think it all depends on where you want to go and what you want to do. Um, Travelling is good because you obviously experience different cultures um, and things like that. But then again, you've got to think, how do I fund that travelling? Yeah, no, not only how do I fund, but, but yeah, yeah, what, what you're going to get out of it and how will it support you in what you want to do? Yes, I, th I think now I'm very conscious of like any sort of action that I take is what will I get out of it? Mm. I mean, yeah, we all, we, we all make impulsive decisions or we all, you know, we all, we all, we all buy something that's a bit of an impulse buy. We're all guilty of that. But I think to properly manage yourself is to think, if I do this, what am I going to get out of it? How can it benefit me? Um, will I need to, um, you know, reevaluate in a couple of years or will it last me? Would it be better for me for the long run? Is it a long term, short term sort of thing? Um, so yeah, I think not only when it comes to education and work, I think in life generally, um, you need to think how will it benefit me? Um, yeah. What will it do to the people around me, and what can I get out of it? Um, but yeah, and so like we spoke about gap years, um, and so I think it all comes down to what the individual wants out of it. I mean, I was in a position where I didn't know what I wanted to do, mm. and my only way was to do something that where I had complete control over. Um, so that was getting a job, having my own money. So I didn't have to ask my parents for any money. Mm. Um, and just, I think I took up running as a bit of an escape yeah. just to get out of the four walls of the house and to get out of going to work and just clearing my thoughts. And it was, it, mm. it was an escape. It was, I, I, I think a good analogy is or a, a metaphor you can use as you're running away from your problems but you're actually not you're, you're running towards mm. the solution yeah but, but i mean like phys physical activity is it is you could say it is escapism but it's good yeah like it's, yeah. it's an outlet isn't it yeah it's so an outlet like, but like some steam yeah so it's, it's something that's going to benefit you because like you know when you're running you're not only physically benefiting yourself but also mentally you know you're tiring your body so that you can get a good night's sleep uh, and things like that so mm -hmm. your, your body is like designed to move to work you know that's why we've got so many limbs uh, but then you know obviously you know if you're just playing video games and things like that that is also another form of escapism but the thing is that you're not really benefiting your body yourself you know there you know there are people that will be on video games till two three o'clock in the morning They've got to then be up for school at uh, like seven o'clock and not skip, you know, skipping breakfast, not eating properly. These things will also affect, you know, uh, how, how you do with your revision, how you do with, you know, long term things as well. So long term habits in terms of, you know, when it, when it does come to working, like, are you going to be the person that can turn up to work, uh, you know, perform at work? Or is it just going to be like, you know, you're in there for a week and then you're out. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, exercise is, is, is a super beneficial thing. You know, I, I myself, you know, uh, do 
you know, become a keen wrestling enthusiast, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, not very good at it, yeah. but, you know, it's something like, you know, when I do it, I just feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm learning things about what I go through in the day as well. Like when someone's on top of you, you know, they're smothering your face and they're trying to choke you, submit you. You're like, you know, sometimes mm. in work, you're up against it as well when you're when you're dealing with yeah, like sure, when, you, when you're dealing with parents or when you're like on a, on a on a call with them to explain your program uh you know sometimes it's like you know they uh, it's there's a resistance but you know you've got to be gentle with how you maneuver around it uh you know that's why jiu-jitsu you know means the gentle art you know it's you you if if you go full on spaz mode, you're gonna probably just tire yourself out and not get anywhere. But you've got to think whilst you're in that position of everything on top of you to work your way backwards slowly. Uh, I think you know just any exercise yeah. is 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 just is beneficial for for your mindset. Uh, yeah, it's it's just to get the blood flowing and um, like it's a it's a it's a release of any sort of frustrations we come through in work or personal life. And it's just mm. a sort of bit of me time, isn't it? Yeah. But, but then obviously like yourself, you know, with the running, it went on to doing, you know, completing uh, two half marathons, York marathon as well. So, yeah, we you know, you, fundraising you, around, didn't we? Yeah, you know, fundraising as well for charity. So, you know, you achieved things out of it as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it wasn't just uh, an outlet that just led to nothing. Uh, you know, there, there was a goal behind it. And uh, that's sometimes like something that, uh, you know, if you put a goal in place, you know, you can achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, anyway, so thanks for your time, you know, for taking out the time to doing this first podcast. So the inaugural podcast of the after school club i'm honored yeah no no it's my honor for having you you know you're my brother uh you know i'm i'm always proud of you on what you achieve um and you know may you have many more successes yeah okay thank you very much thank you so there you have it you've now learned about someone who's gone down a non-conventional route and uh, today in this modern day apprenticeships are really becoming popular so they're becoming increasingly competitive they are now starting to require higher grades as well so typically around uh, a level six level seven for maths so the study wise GCSE maths you can purchase for $14.99 for the whole year. This is a limited time offer only from our portal. So go to portal.schoolwiz.co.uk, click on GCSE Maths, and you can get started. Also as well, you can join our free live web classes, which we are holding until the beginning of exams. And we also will look to hold throughout as well through the summer because there are um, you know I'm going to be honest there are a lot of children that are very very far behind from where they should be Uh, I've been teaching year 11s year 10s throughout the whole year uh, this year 
of this academic year and there are a lot of basic things that they've struggled with a lot of things during lockdown that were basically ignored uh, that they should have been doing uh, because schools were not able to cope schools were not able to deliver uh, and there was a period where it was just six months of them not doing anything uh, educational so school Wiz is here to help uh, the reason for this podcast is so that you can get to know a bit more about us and we want to be able to help you guys we want to create a good community to work with parents with students and with teachers and schools so that the students can get the best outcome for their educational experience so visit schoolwiz.co.uk to find out more about us check out our social media pages um, you know check our instagram youtube facebook tiktok we're also even on snapchat as well um, so keep up to date there's no excuse uh, ask questions as well do comment to let us know how we can improve and also feel free to inquire about our packages so thank you very much for listening